Welcome to Contextless, the podcast where being gay is okay, but it's not the best. It's just okay. Hello, everyone. It's been a minute since uh, my last episode. I don't even remember when the last episode was. Like, it was March, April. I don't know. But yes, we're in June, mid-June. It's Pride Month or whatever that means. Congratulations like to the people who celebrate that. Good for them. Uh, but yeah, it's summer. First day of summer was this past Sunday, Monday, I believe. And I feel like we're officially in the summer season. But it's cancer season also. So again, shout out to those who celebrate that. Good for them. Also, Mercury is no longer in Gatorade. Time passes on, obviously. But yeah, I feel like we're... What's the word? We're, we deserve a summer where I feel like it's going to be like ass cheeks out, balls out. Like just those voices in our head are going to be gone for summer because I feel like we spent this past year like rooming with our voices inside our heads for more than usual. And so I feel like I've already been doing that because I recently came back from L.A. for X amount of time. I was there when you know how. Like, when you buy a plane ticket or, like, people in general, they're like, are you traveling for business or pleasure? I think I was traveling for pleasure, right? But, like, that has has such a connotation to it. But, yeah, on business. But isn't everyday business when our existences are, like, monetized every time we go on our phones? I don't know. So that's what made me think of that. But, yeah, L.A. And while I was in L.A., I knew summer was, like, starting advanced because... The one and only Lord released her first single from her new era, from her new album called Solar Power, which is the same name as the song. And that really, like being in LA when that song was released, the music video, she was running around in a yellow outfit. It was very much my vibe. I couldn't, like, it was, she was, she did it for me, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Like, as, same thing with Melodrama, again, she did it for me. She wrote it for me. I don't know what, what, what can I say, people? But yeah, uh, and while I was in L.A., I got the pleasure of hanging out with our guest today. He's a fellow gator, emphasis on the gay. (laughs) Uh, Fellow SFSU gator. Um, We, we, yeah, we had a fun day hanging out, and I'm glad he's on the podcast because I, he's one of those people where, again, I knew eventually he'd end up being on the podcast, but it was just a matter of, like, when. Because we have conversations, like, in detail off the podcast, so I just have to welcome him to this space. I'm really excited to have him here. Without further ado, I introduce my guest, the one and only, the writer, the editor, the editor-in-chief. Of some of the Express News site at SF State, the one and only, El Unico, the icon, the moment, the king, the queen, a barb, a Miss Barbie Tings, a Betty, the one and only, Chris Ramirez. 
Hi, hello. How, thank you so much for inviting me to the space where we can be vulnerable together. I think that being able to have raw and intimate moments is so special and so sacred. So thank you for having me and allowing me to do this with you. I, I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I really can't wait until we bear our entire souls out in this space. Because we're all about safe spaces now, you know? Exactly, exactly. Sounds a little gay. I don't know if I'm into it, but um, uh, hey, more power to you. Exactly. Like, I'm not gay, but $20 is $20. I mean, you said it. I, I think you covered it perfectly. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, we're gonna get vulnerable or whatever. <laughs> but I just want to say again, thank you for coming because I feel like, as I just said, our conversations are always great. I love your mind, like your takes on stuff. I'm like, we're on the same frequency, but not to the point where like we're like jerking each other off ideologically. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, no, no. I think. Okay, I, I had the, I had the audio that you sent me for the um the Britney's conservatorship hearing today. So um, yes, yeah, today is June twenty third. Sorry if I'm ruining the fantasy of this happening. No, because I think we were gonna get into that. I, I was gonna okay, bring it okay. up. Apologize. Okay, but yeah, I didn't even realize I had that open still. But anyway, um, no, the moment that I realized that we our minds were on the same like wavelength, like we were in the same universe mentally was really when you said something to me and I don't even remember how we got on the topic but you said something along the lines of you know like like socially or like you're like um you're like you know biologically I am a you know cis man or you know I am a man but socially I am a I am a woman and I I, I say something similar to that not exactly like that I say you know cis male but biological woman and I think the, that, the energy that both of those statements have is so like they're they're parallel lines running right next to each other and so that's when I that's when I knew I yeah yeah that's when it clicked clicked for you yeah because what I said what I think it was like a drafted tweet I read to you because I do that a lot with my friends I'm like oh I have a draft tweet because I have a bunch of those but I think what I said was you, you got it almost right it's that I said politically I identify as a man but socially I identify as a woman I said that to one of my other friends, and he was just like, um, that's kind of, like, messy, because you're saying that, like, men have all, like, this benefit and, like, privileges politically, and with women, it's just about being socially, like, active, like, unserious, I'm like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I'm like, that's literally the point. I did mean it as like a joke in terms of like a Twitter context, but in terms of like lifestyle every day, I do like manifest it, you know? Oh yeah, I was thinking about this recently too, which I feel like it fits in perfectly with this now. But like, I, obviously I am not a woman, I do not, I, I for me to compare my experiences to the experiences that women have to endure, you know, complete, you know, I cannot make that, I cannot make that, that comparison myself, mm -hmm. however, I do find myself relating to and understanding and sympathizing with uh, the experiences of women and, mm -hmm. and you know, so I think in that aspect, I also understand. I think, I think there's a little bit of like, you know, political identification as a woman to some extent, right? Yeah. Not necessarily I am, I have the woman experience, but, mm -hmm. you know, I can, I can resonate with it more mm -hmm. so sometimes than, you know, the, the cis, white, straight male experience. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Exactly, and it's not a whole like zero sum zero sum game, you know. It's not like mm-hmm. one or the either. And this reminds me because my family, like my parents specifically, for like, I guess since my teenage years to like to this day, they'll ask me. They'll be like, "Are you a woman? Are you a man?" And then I won't even say anything, right? I'll just like laugh it off or something. I don't take it offense to it, but then in my head, I'm like, "Honey, I'm everything." Like they think that like for me, I am a man and a woman. Like, but my pronouns are he, him. I identify as cis male, but it's this thing of like, I feel like they don't, they think I'd have to like do the process of becoming a woman in order to become a woman. You know what I mean? Whereas me, I'm like, I just am. Like I already am that, that you think I have to do a process to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have, I have nothing to add to that. I think gender we're done. Five minute episode We're done. today. We're done. Go deconstruct. Go decolonize your gender, y'all. Yeah, exactly. BRB. But yeah, uh, that brings me the because it's funny you had the audio interruption, which was the audio of the radio broadcast from the Los Angeles Supreme Court, where Britney Jean Spears, the pop star, the legend, the icon, is having is speaking at a court hearing today in Los Angeles about her conservatorship and how she's frankly not happy with it. For example, some of the quotes from it that have come around, that have come out of that hearing from like the past hour or two, are that she wants to remind her family that they work for her, uh, that she had an IUD device put inside her by the conservatorship, so she wouldn't be able to have kids, and she doesn't have permission to ask to take it out, and I think it was earlier this week the New York Times came out with an article saying Yesterday. that that Britney Spears was only given a $2,000 allowance, I think weekly or monthly. I think it's probably weekly because monthly that'd be outrageous. When she was earning at the time like a million to $2 million at her Las Vegas residency. So again, all these, we knew it was bad, but just hearing it come to the surface from her, like from literally her own voice, it's just like reaffirming that this is like horrible and it should be... She should be freed of of it. And to think these like conservatorships, there's like thousands of them. And she said she said herself during the hearing today that there's like thousands of them that are just as abusive as the one she's in. So yeah, mm-hmm. what have you heard I from think, it? I was gonna say, you know, as um, editor in chief for you know Golden Gate Golden Gate Express, San Francisco student-run publication, which you can check out at GoldenGateExpress.org. You know. Um, Obviously, there are various talks of objectivity as, you know, journalists and stuff like that, which I have many thoughts on. Possibly we'll get into them later today. But um, right now, obviously, we are bound to I, I, I find myself partially bound to them. So I will say that I think the biggest takeaway I had from it, not necessarily takeaway, but one of the points that was brought up in that New York Times article that I was, that like left an impression in my mind was, um, was one of the documents had talked about how Britney Spears mentioned that I think she wanted to like change the color of her kitchen cabinets and that I think I don't want to place the blame on her father just because I don't know if that's accurate but from my from what I can recall him and like you know the team surrounding like her conservatorship wouldn't let her and so I think that was 
I'll leave it at that, that that was kind of my, the thing that left the biggest impression in my mind, because I think it kind of showed the scale as to, you know, what this conservatorship can do and what, I guess what it, yeah, you know, the power it has over an individual and, you know, down to like, you know, things that maybe we take for granted, I guess, with the, you know, the freedom and independence that we have. So mm. I will leave it at that. Yeah, because the whole kitchen cabinet thing you referenced, like that just shows, that's one specific example of just how meticulous the conservatorship is in terms of like what they can and can't control, you know, it goes from her reproductive rights to the kitchen cabinet. Like that extent is not okay. Cause can you imagine waking up everybody looking at fucking ugly kitchen cabinets that you don't want to yeah, see? My, my neighbors, I'm going to talk shit about my neighbors right now. So they just redid like, their garage this has nothing this is like no there's no importance to this but speak on it speak on it yeah yeah maybe this is my this is my cultural thing that is bothering me today okay one of them (laughs) at least one of them yeah so like they had like a white garage and it was like you know like a garage door and it was like you know standard garage door right Mm -hmm. they they went about changing it and now like okay they painted it or i don't know what they did to it but they did it to make it look like it's made out of wood, but it's not made out of wood. It's just, it just looks like wood. And I don't know why that irks me to like my core. Like, it's maybe misleading. Really there's no visual, sorry for the podcast, but um, like it's the same garage door, but it just looks like it's made of wood now. For what? For, I don't, I don't know. It looked fine before. It looked, I don't know. I respect and I understand differences of aesthetics, but not bad ones, so I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little bothered by that. Maybe they were listening to folklore by Taylor Swift and wanted to get in their like woodsy element. Probably, probably. Is it like did they use a paint that looks like wood, or is it tape that looks like wood, or is it just what is it? I think it, I think it's painted. And don't get me wrong, it looks, it looks good. Like I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> like the paint job is is done well. But as far as like just like aesthetic and like look on the house, I don't know. Cause also the house is like, like the roof is like like the, the t- I don't know the tile on the roof is that what we call it? I'm not a I'm not a geologist. That's so too mask for me, sis. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Whatever. But they're gray, and so I feel like the white and gray made sense. But now we have wood and gray. I don't know. I don't know. That's a no for me. No. Yeah, I don't know. That's Maybe a flop. Maybe we should start the new queer eye. I think that's the thing. We should be the new. Like, the Gen Z, Gen, are you Gen Z? No, you're not, huh? I am. Okay, I don't. I assume anyone older than me is about to. They're dying. About so. the croak. Yeah, exactly. So, Bruh, speaking of today's your birthday. Yeah, it is. First time on the podcast, history being made. We have a birthday on the podcast. Happy yeah. birthday! Thank you. I got four more years. Till what? Until I'm out. Out of what? <laughs> what? How'd you... No, no, how... you don't understand. Okay, okay. Let me, let me lay it out for all the listeners there, okay? Okay, so you listening right now, mm-hmm. not you, Fernando, but you, 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 mm-hmm. you listening, the one with the AirPods in, okay? My, I have a, I have a four-year plan. It used to be five, but obviously, I'm 21 today, so here's the rest of my four-year plan. I graduate spring of 2022. You know, we had a little pushback. That wasn't the initial plan, but mm-hmm. we graduate 2022, and I go to grad school. And in grad school, I make my connection, right? And I get famous. Like, I skyrocketed, you know, I, I end up working for a publication of my dreams. I have not decided on what that publication is yet. 
and I work, and I reach like, like, Beyonce wants to talk to me and be my friend for my journalism, right? Um, and it's yeah, I, iconic. And then eventually, okay, let's see, let's see, that's twenty twenty four ish, right? I think. And so within from twenty twenty four to twenty twenty five, I I take over the world. Okay, I I not I don't become president of the United States. I become like the supreme leader of the world. Okay. And through that, I established a team of all women, trans men too. Let's not get it twisted, okay? Yeah, but women and trans men. Um, and we created like this world council. And from there, we're gonna we're gonna end world hunger. We're gonna bring about world peace. We're gonna we're gonna fix all the problems, okay? Within this year of my reign. Mm. And then after that, I figure I figured out all the problems. Why do I need to be here anymore? And I off myself. It, I did the I did the work. I did the, you know, I put my money where my mouth is. I did the decolonizing in my mind. I did all that. You guys figure it out from here. And then I'm, I'm gone. Exactly. That sounds super realistic and, like, feasible, I think. Would, would I be in the cabinet? Where would uh, I be? Oh, gosh, of course, of course. What would be my title? Um, gay? <laughs> How dare you? How oh, I'm dare so, I'm you? So sorry. I did not mean to use that slur on this podcast. I'm so sorry. Speaking of slurs, I asked my sister this question the other day. I was like, is a slur still a slur if it's accurate? <laughs> <laughs> ask you this before? You have not asked me this before. Okay, okay. That sounds problematic. There's a... Okay, when I'm specifically, I should be more specific. Like when someone calls a gay man a fag or a faggot, that's an accurate assessment. But it's this thing of like how, like context is everything. If you're saying it like as a, to put them down, if you know them or not, if it's like a stranger, da, da, da. but I think that's where it came from. Cause I'm like, if someone calls me a fag, I'm gonna be like, yes, you called. Hello. I picked up the phone. See, I also think this could just be you know my narrow mind i also feel like i have never heard that word used in a positive or neutral like connotation i only use it in a negative connotation as you should as that's how you use it yeah exactly so i'm kind of like i mean don't get me wrong just because it's negative does not mean i will stop using it though Uh but is there such thing as using a slur at least when we're talking about fag right Uh in a positive connotation i don't think so i don't think so at least as of right now, but I'm open to having my mind change. Cause isn't it? Couldn't it be argued that being called a fag or a faggot is empowering? I guess so. I feel like we're just not there on that timing of the word. Like you know, I feel like bitch has had its time and it's progressed through time and history. And I feel like now bitch does yes. But I feel like fag. I think she still has some. She still has a couple miles to go before we can, at least before I personally can feel that. You know, some people are different in their journey. And that's okay also. But um, I still hate fags, so. <laughs> Same, ditto. I guess for me, this whole, this, this goes, kind of goes back to your, like, whole journalistic objectivity. Because I'm just like, the truth is the truth. A spade is a spade. A fag is a fag. <clears throat> some things aren't like subjective, that. you know what I mean? But then again, it's like, who's saying it to who, what context, the intent behind it. But yeah, that's what it made me think of. Very that, very that. 
Okay, right. My sister's blasting music, by the way. So if anyone's if you with the AirPods, if you hear that, I'm so sorry. But um, what song is it? I don't know. I can't hear it. Okay, then we're good. Then we're fine. We're good. But speaking of music, earlier I mentioned that Lord released her song called Solar Power. Very summer vibes. People were com- comparing it to Midsummer, Midsummer. Have you seen that movie? I just saw it maybe like two, three weeks ago. But yes, I have finally seen it now. I saw it in theaters when it came out and I walked out just repeating to myself. I'm like, white nonsense. I mean, hey, yeah. Yeah. It was just like, it was like a fun ride, but at the same time, I'm like, Okay, but what? Okay, what is your take on the ending? Because I don't even I was, remember the ending. Like, oh, the the fire hut, right? Yeah, yeah. And then she's she's sitting with the, the flowers and everything. Uh huh. I mean, uh, we are the. Did you, did, were you rooting for her though? That's my question. No, because she shouldn't have gone. I I wasn't rooting for anyone who voluntarily went on that trip. You should not want to go there. You know what I mean? You should have known better. So wait, I have a question then. So. So with that being said, how does it feel to actively promote xenophobia then? How does xenophobia of its white people? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but see, okay, okay. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Because, well, actually, keep going. I didn't even cut you off. I'm sorry. I don't even know what I was going to say. Because you said it ended with like a fire scene, right? Fire hot. And you asked me yeah. if I was ringing for her. And that was your response saying, we are the daughters of the witches you didn't burn. Any other quotes from Hot Topic? I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was aiming for American Apparel, but okay. Okay. But, I think it's maybe more American Horror Story Coven. I think that's more the, the, the grunge aesthetic with that season. But anyway. Uh-huh. Those are my moms. Those are my moms. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have to say on it. What about you? I... I, I know, okay, because I was like... I didn't have anyone to talk... Because I didn't know who else had seen it, so I was just kind of like... You know, going down the rabbit hole of the internet and looking at different things, and you know, a lot of or a decent amount of people that I saw online were like rooting for her. But then I heard that you know they were comparing they were comparing the people to like a cult, basically. They're like, oh, like if you're rooting for her, like you kind of like you succumb to that cult mentality. You're like, you know, you kind of like are justifying her murdering this guy, like her boyfriend, when all he did was like not all he did, but like you know, we're just kind of like. His worst offense was being a shitty guy. And so I thought about that. And I think they're right. But also, I, I still rooted for her. I was... <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. This reminds me, because my sister just texted me today. She just she asked me, she said, Are all cults relig- religious? And I said, no, all religions are cults. Oop. But yeah, that just that reminded me of that. But also, Florence Pugh—that's the name of the actress we're talking about in right. *Midsummer*. I wasn't rooting her for her in that, but I was rooting for her in what's it called? What's the movie? *Little Women*. Huh? *Little Women*. Yeah. I was rooting for her in that. I haven't seen *Little Women*, so I, I don't have any comments on that. I had Saoirse Ronan. I know. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Crickets. I know all these names. I know Meryl like Streep. Act- Laura Dern. Oh, is um, 
Meryl Streep, she was the one in Golden Girls, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The shade. That community's coming for me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But yeah, I originally brought up Lord Solar Power. Because I want to okay. manifest a solar power bottom summer. Okay. I, I think I can get behind this. It's a, it's a little bit of a controversial statement, but I think I can get behind it. Yeah, obviously, it's not going to be a solar power top summer because fuck tops. Top of yeah. trash. If you're just a top in 2021, stop listening. Get the fuck off my page. I'm so sorry. This is this is a safe space for everyone except for you. So exactly. Get, get the fuck out of the okay, chat. I, I, have to, I have to say something about, the, about solar power mm-hmm. because... I know a lot of people that don't like the song. I know. I was going to talk. I was going to ask you about that. But yeah, go on. Okay. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm so sorry. But anyway. No, I, I want people to know that I'm smart and that I was going to ask that. So I'm telling you to like. Okay. 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 I think at the end of the day. Okay. It's very Jack Antonoff. Like it sounds like him. Like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but it sounds very much like him. I'm not mad about that. I'm just, it's an observation. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't like the song because it's happy. And I think that's the, that's the thing. That's the thing. I think. Y'all bitches be depressed. Y'all need mental help. I say this as someone who's in therapy and who has depression and anxiety. So I can, I can, I, am I using depression as a, as a slur? Can, can the word depressed be a slur? I don't know, but I'm going to do it. So, <laughs> so I think, yeah, I mean, you know, she's, you know, we are following Lord's growth, right? And we are follow we are on this journey with her, right? And I feel like if, if y'all claim to be the stands you are, then you should be growing with her and you should be following her on that journey. You know, it makes me feel, it, okay, the music is nothing similar, but you know, people's journeys and like music, it reminds me very much of two albums, Lust for Life with Lana. Yep, yep. To, when, when, that, when Love came out as a single, I was like, she's happy. She's she happy. She's smiling on the cover. Exactly. Oh, she's beautiful in that also. Oh, but anyway, that one. And then also Fruit, Marina, now Marina, for, uh, formerly famous as Marina and the Diamonds, yep. right? Yeah. So, and she put out Happy. I was like, oh, she did it. Wasn't that the opening track, too? Yeah. Damn. I know, I know. But very much that vibe, though, right? Where it's mm. like, you know, we are, maybe it wasn't necessarily fruit, but I think Lust for Life, I think we, that's when we kind of start to see Lana's evolution in, like, you know, her music, you mm. know, especially compared to Ultraviolence. At least, my opinion, right? Depression. Yeah. Right, so I feel like, you know, people were kind of like, actually, did you do you like Lust for Life? I do, I do. You hesitated. No, it you took didn't. me, it took me a moment to like it, but I can see now that I really do enjoy it. Apparently, like the first half of the album is lust, and the second half of the album is like life. I feel that I've never thought of. Okay, we're listening to her tonight. But mm-hmm. anyway, like. I think a lot of people didn't like that album though either. Mm. Where it's like, y'all just want y'all want these bitches to be depressed forever. Like, give them a break. Exactly, so. exactly. Because that album in Lana's discography, because up until then you're like, oh my god, all her songs sound the same. And I feel like Lust for Life, even to this day, it's as much as like a quote unquote different sound that they've gonna that they're gonna get. But then even to this day, people are still saying, like, oh, my God, all her music sounds the same. So I'm like, shut up. And I definitely agree with you. People just want, like, pe- de- depressed people just don't want depressed music to listen to. And I think we are invested in this in their 
lives as like artists, humans. And I feel like the artists don't, in a way, they don't owe, they don't need to create for us. You know, we're not, they don't need to appease our interests. They just have to like kind of create art that speaks to their lives. I feel like Lord's doing that unapologetically, knowing that it's a far, like a stark contrast to her earlier music. And I feel like it's matching up like where I am in life. So for me, I'm thriving. Solar power, bitch. My hair's down. I'm at the beach. Let's get away. They say what they gonna say. Have yeah, a drink, clink. I am, I am not in that same mindset. <laughs> but I'm glad <laughs> you are, though. And I think, you know, I think stride or wanting to be there, I think that's where I am right now. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, listening to that I think is good also. I think also, like, I think you said it also, like, depressed people just are just listening to depressed, like, depressing and sad music. I'm like, it's this self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, I say this to someone, again, who was in therapy, right? So I'm speaking on my experiences and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um... Like, like if I keep listening to sad music, of course I'm going to be sad. I don't know what I'm going to expect to be different. And I'm very, you know, I feel like, you know, as I get older and as I'm 21 now, I feel like, I feel like I've, like, I'm so tired of, like, this victimhood mentality that I've kind of done for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, no, I got to put in the work now, which is why I'm in therapy. Mm-hmm. I got to, you know, you know, enjoy my life. Oh, my God. Am I? I think I'm leaving my flop era. But... <sighs> I controversial statement. Check in on me in like a month. Okay. <laughs> She's but, living her flop era. Yeah, but and I'm I'm fast tracking this podcast. I'm I'm pr- I'm producer today, which brings me to culture that I have been consuming recently, which is pop music. The the pop girlies they're not disappointing. Which I think I have so many thoughts on this, but like basically I think there's this association of pop music as being bad or pop music as being you know pop pop music is mainstream and therefore it is bad because mm-hmm. it's like basic or it's you know it's not deep we want to call it that mm-hmm. which i mean i heavily disagree with can i understand it depending on the artist yeah if you're listening to like billboard 100 all day yeah i can understand mm-hmm. that but like i feel like pop music at its core is about like fun or it, it can't or largely right mm-hmm. And, like, you know, that feeling, right? And so I think Kim Petras always talks about, it's about, you know, escapism, right? From kind of, like, all of the shit that's happening in your life. And so pop music does that so well. And I feel like people don't appreciate that enough. And so no, none of that Halsey shit, though. I'm so sorry. Any Halsey stance, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, um, like, I feel like pop music is escapism. And that's where, like, that's what it does best. And I feel yeah. like people don't appreciate that enough. Yeah, because pop music... Just a little, little brag. One time I went to go see Kim Petras live in SF a few years ago. I reviewed the show for my blog. I wrote about it. I tweeted it. She liked my tweet and she followed me. And she still follows me on Twitter to this no day. No way. Yes. Another fun fact. My first ever follower when I made my Twitter back in 2009. My first ever follower, Lady Gaga. You're a liar. You're a liar. No, I'm not. She follows me on Twitter. I just recently DM'd her being like, happy 10 years I'm born this way. She doesn't respond, though. But she was my first follower. Gay rights. Speaking of pop girls. But yeah, I feel like when you reference Halsey, she's someone who makes pop music, but like pretentiously so. Like she tries to be so self-serious, whereas pop music has traditionally been unapologetically fun, 
bobbly fun 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 you know like for example britney spears's music and that stuff but also the remind because you mentioned like being mainstream and how that could be interpreted interpreted as basic some people have saying have been saying that solar power is basic would you say it's basic i would not say it's basic i don't think it's basic some one of my friends did tell me she was like you know it sounds very billboard 100 and i was like it does not what have you been listening to huh what has your friend been listening to? That does not sound like Billboard 100 She's, to me. Yeah. Oh, so they we're not gonna we're not gonna gender the person and we're not going to expose uh-huh. them. But <laughs> it kind of no. gave it kind of. I saw some people compare it to Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles, and I could okay. see that. Uh, the comparisons I drew from it were um, Freedom, George Michael. Oh yeah, and everyone also, and their mom was saying yeah, yeah, Freedom and George yeah. Michael. And yeah, and also um, that's that's the chorus, and then like the, the rest of the song reminds me of. Um, I think this it's oh faith george michael so i don't know is lord george michael stan i mean he is a pop bitch or he was anyway but i feel like maybe she was or at least jack antonoff was <laughs> or <laughs> is. but then like his estate also came out recently and i think his estate was like oh like he would have loved the comparisons you know, he so would like, yeah y'all shut up why is it a bad thing exactly exactly know your references of people yeah. referencing is important but yeah, to me it reminds me of like this Haim song called Summer Girl. Very easy breezy, window down in the car, summer vibes, very much that. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to them, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm the fourth Haim sister and you're know, telling me you don't listen to them. Brett, they released an album last year. Their best album to date, no skips, start the bottom. Okay, I do appreciate, and I know, okay, because this, the past couple months, I have t- fully turned into a Charlie XCX stan, mm-hmm. and so, I know they have the song, their one song with Charlie Warm, mm-hmm. which I feel like, I think it's underappreciated. It is. So, I think it's really good. It's good. But people don't, people don't appreciate it. Bro, that whole Charlie album, like, it's good. Yeah, there is something for everyone on that album, yeah. I think. You're sad you listen to, um, what is it, Don't Wanna Know? Mm-hmm. You wanna jike in the club, shake it? Mm-hmm. I mean... What about for track 10? What do you do for track 10? Oh, on Pop 2? Yeah. Oh, like isn't it. that isn't that on... Oh, I thought track 10 was on Charlie. My bad. No, no, track... Okay, here, okay, here we go. No, I got you. I, I'll, I will. There you go. Okay, so track 10 is on Pop 2. Yes. And then Flaming On Your Love is on Charlie with Lizzo. Yes. Track 10 I mean, is superior. Track, track 10, yeah, track 10 is superior. I mean, Blame It On Your Love is fun, though. She, she's a bop, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah, <laughs> you don't believe, you don't, you don't agree with me. I didn't say that. Okay, do you want to clarify then on the record? No, thank you. On the Chris Ramirez Contextless podcast? No, thank you. Okay. Um, But I think we can all agree. I got it. Pop 2. Brooke Candy, Charlie XCX, Pablo Vitar, Cupcake. That was that was the first breakthrough in Stonewall. She's still on the ground. The brick is still on the ground because yeah. she's so heavy. No one can pick it up. That I'm, is the moment. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I'm gonna have to check your your gay ID, sir, because the way that you didn't that you don't know. Okay, for all the listeners, Fernando does not know cupcakes verse in that song by heart 
and it bothers me. I think about it to this day. Because I don't wanna, I don't wanna take the risk of fucking it up. I wouldn't want to disrespect. But how does it feel that. about supporting black rappers, black women rappers? Um, excuse me. I I've seen Rico Nasty live. I've given my coins to the so so, so so you're not racist because you've seen other black women rappers, right? Is that what it sounds like? I didn't know I was on Z Way. I didn't know I was on Z Way show. I pay it forward is what I'm trying to say. I show okay, up. Okay. I show up. But yeah. But solar power. Solar power bottom <laughs> summer. Try saying that fa- I just spit all over my screen, I'm sorry. Try saying that fast five times. Solar power bottom summer. 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 Solar power, bottom summer. Okay. But I wanna, this is my manifestation. It's like, I wanna open myself up for all the goodness this summer. I wanna be filled with yeah, it. Yeah, it's a solar power bottom summer. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I wanna be filled up with it. Like, I wanna be ass up, just comfortable, whatever you wanna, and whatever that goodness is, hanging out with friends, food, Music, vitamin D, ocean water, pool water, vitamin D from the sun, FYI. We got to keep our skin tan. But yeah, that's kind of me. Like, just letting, like, hanging out on a hammock, you know? So that's my mood for the summer, I feel like. Nice, nice. I think, I feel, I don't, I don't know what the mood for the summer is for me. But, you know, I think if I can vicariously live through you, then I think, I think I'll be happy. I think I'll make it. Yeah, so. sounds like I'm gonna have to be filled up twice the amount, so you'd have amount, an equal amount. I would like to be removed from this narrative, please. Okay, Taylor Swift, she's removed. But yeah, solar power bottom. Wait, summer. can I can I say something also because it's it's related to this. Mm-hmm. It's related to summer. Mm-hmm. So, I was devastated when Gaga postponed her Chromatica ball for like the second time. Yeah, and so devastated, and you know that was that was my reason for living this summer, and so okay. But as far as like summer things go, and I'm I'm talking because I'm losing my train of thought as I'm going, but I'm gonna catch it. I'm gonna catch it. Um, nope. <laughs> oh, oh wait, no. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. Nope. We're gonna move on. You could just you could just eat Chromatica Oreos instead of going to the Chromatica ball. I could. Oh no no no. Okay, I remember, I remember now. I I have it, I have it. So like Lady Gaga, I wanna emulate the the free spirit of, you know, just going with the flow and you know, not looking back. She cancelled that tour. That same day I went on her Twitter to see if she said anything. She was promoting her house labs, um, born this way, makeup palette, no word about the tour, no word about the, no apology, no nothing, just promoting born this way and the makeup palette. And honestly, she did, she did not look back. And I, I, I admire that. Cause you have to look forward. The past is yesterday. The past is gone. I don't think she didn't cancel it. She just postponed it. No, she didn't cancel it. She postponed it. I misspoke, but yeah. it feels like a cancellation though. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we need. We need to, we need to act like Chromatica just got released because like we weren't able to like bop to it in the clubs last 
year because this is a pandemic. <laughs> but Justice for Fun Tonight, that song on Chromatica, not enough people like it. What you converted me, I will admit, I was I was not a believer, but you changed my mind. So thank you. Yeah, in it she says for fun tonight, she says that she wants people to just like listen to it as if they're talking to themselves or like because it's about how like you're going out you're supposed to have fun tonight but then you're like internal what's it called conflict or like your unsatisfiedness with life unhappiness it's like eating you up and you're like I'm not having fun tonight and a lot of people are scared to admit that you know Mm -hmm. and as a bop yeah, no, no, I agree, I agree. I think thinking about Chromatica as a whole, though, I feel like, okay, I don't think this is controversial, but it's a, it's a statement, though. I think, actually, I don't know. You'll let me know. I know, I enjoy Chromatica. I love Chromatica. It's by, it's, it's her, it's her worst album, though. It's her, compared to everything else she's put out, it's her worst. I'm sorry. I love it though. I obviously am supporting the girls, but it's not. It's not her best. You're saying it's worse than cheek to cheek. I don't even think about that one. Okay, it's a, it's one above cheek to cheek. You're saying it's worse than Joanne. I actually really like Joanne. <laughs> I did too. So you're saying you you think you. In your, your ranking, Chromatica is above Joanne? No, because Joanne has a million reasons. Yeah. No, no. Hey, hey Girl with Florence, that ended homophobia. That, that ended song homophobia. is feminism truly realized. And is it just two white women? Yes. Sorry about it. They made the song, not me. My feminism doesn't see color, okay? So I don't... <laughs> my feminism is not intersectional. It's flat, like my chest. Okay. But your ass? Fat. <laughs> my... And intersectional. She's... My ass is across planes. <laughs> Inter... <laughs> interdimensional. But yeah, I think... But Chromatica, I feel like it's a fun ride. To me, I see it as like a mixtape. Even though it's like an album... It's just something that gives a girl something to dance to. It's yeah. fun. Did I ever say I didn't like it? I didn't say I was. I didn't mean to imply you didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. You're right. You're right. You gotta keep it checked. You're right. You're right. But yeah, you mentioned like pop girls and what you've been consuming. Like, what else have you been consuming in okay. terms of like pop girls or media or what else? So we've also, I mean, as we've discussed off podcast, Trick Mirror, Gia Tolentino, great. I'm a halfway through with it right now, but. I'm not eligible to speak on it yet, though, so I do not want to talk about it yet. I'm still processing, but something that I have processed, and I, which we've talked about a little bit, Invisible Man, Elizabeth Moss. I watched it. I watched it yesterday for the second time, and then I watched it, like, not even a week ago for the first time. Uh. Yes, I'm late. I know. Wow. 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 She almost almost made me forget that she was a Scientologist. I was about to say, Elizabeth Olsen, famously a Scientologist. Or like, unfamously. Wait, I said Elizabeth Olsen, my bad. (laughs) I meant to say Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Oh, 
Sorry. So, okay. All white uh, women are the same to me. I'm sorry, white women. White violence. White violence. I'm sorry. White on white podcast. crime. Sorry. I'm famously yeah. a white woman, so. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got them confused. But yeah, spoiler alert for Invisible Man in case you haven't seen it yet. But yeah, Invisible Man. But it was like it's like one because I feel like for the past ten years or fifteen years, quote unquote scary movies aren't scary for the most part. And I love me like a thriller, like suspense, instead of just jump scares, you know? And I feel like Invisible Man, for people who don't know, it's a premise where a woman escapes like a really controlling, her really controlling boyfriend, husband. Abusive is fine. Abusive is fine. He is abusive. And she thinks she got away because he like died. Right? Or do you think he's dead? He, alleged, he famously committed suicide. He, but... he, he allegedly committed suicide, but it turns out he's actually alive, and he's like some engineer person, and he engineered a suit that allows him to be invisible. So he fucks with her, like, in her everyday life. And she thinks, oh, he's back, he's but he's invisible, so people don't believe her. So it's all about that. And this is a really good watch. What made you watch it twice? Because I, I rarely watch movies twice, like, in such a short span of time yeah so the first time i watched it it scarred me and so i feel like horror movies are like i feel like horror movies are like the one type of genre of film that i will like go back to because i feel like i need to prove to myself that i can overcome that like the like you know me being scared about them Mm -hmm. and also i love watching horror movies like with my friends with that who have no idea what's gonna happen me and it's like like i watch it more to see their reaction same same so the first time I watched it with one friend, and then yesterday I watched it with two other friends, and so we're just kind of watching it. I also, I feel like, like if I really enjoy something, like I will, like, I will go down the rabbit hole of like looking up everything about it. Mm. And so I was just looking at, you know, you know, the different like, you know, director, you know, director like notes of the film, or you know, interviews about like the film and stuff like that. And so being able to watch it for the second time and catch it while it's happening, I think is really, I really enjoy doing that. And so, you know, seeing things like, you know, when, when spoilers, like, you know, when, um, when it's not even a big spoiler, but like, you know, when Elizabeth Moss walks away from like the, the, um, the stove and then he turns off, he turns off like the heat. It's like a visual representation of gaslighting. I mean, I mean, why are you laughing? Do you think gaslighting and abusive relationships are funny? Yes. They're fucking hilarious. Okay, I'm yeah, joking, so. no, but I it's because I didn't catch that when I watched it. So you saying it, it's like duh. No, me too, me too. I I watched the interview, an interview with the director after, and I was like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. And just I don't know, just brilliant. Related segue, quick short segue. Have you listened to Gaslighter by the Chicks? No. They were formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, but now they're called the Chicks. They released an album last year called Gaslighter. The title track is called Gaslighter, and it's a bop, like, Gaslighter. They made that album with Jack Antonoff. Wow. Oh, okay. I I somehow knew that they worked with him, because it was was the one meme of, um, it was like, um, Lana, Lord, Taylor... And the chicks passing um, Jack Antonoff around like a blunt, and it's like a, it's like the baby, and they're just like throwing the baby. Literally, yeah. But also, a little quick segue. Some people are mad that Jack Antonoff is like producing all the like main girls, the pop girls' music. 
about that. Yeah, but then I'm but then someone co retweeted and this went like this got tens and thousands of likes on Twitter where it's just it's just it. Women women artists finally found a producer who isn't a fucking sketchy bum yep. creep yep. and like you guys are still upset with that because even though I'm not in the music industry, just what I've read, like interviews on my like artists and stuff, producers are the creeps. Like most of them, or like some of them are, regardless of the genre, you know. So I feel like producers, I feel like fake music fans don't understand how important a producer is in the music creation progress, progress, you know, process rather. So I feel like he's doing it. He's making the artist feel safe and he cares about the music you can tell he does so i feel like gaslighter away you know and i feel like okay well two two things the first one is like yeah what's the alternative dr luke like y'all gotta yeah we found one unproblematic white man yeah like do not beat him up because do not beat him up exactly can be much worse yes second of all i feel like and this is going back to you know pop music as a whole i feel like people that are invested and engaged with pop music, understand the importance of a, produ- a producer, and we got that through Sophie. That part. Right? So that part. I feel like, again, y'all knock knock on pop all you want, but pop stays, pop, pop knows what it's doing. Exactly. So. And pop is like setting the trends, you know what I mean? Like Miss Charlie's going off on that TikTok app, that TikTok app. Mm-hmm. And speaking of producers, I vis- I I don't know about you, but I vividly remember the artist that I first listened to, like in early high school, who was a producer and produced all their music. For me, it was Grimes. Mm. Her music video for Genesis. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What is this?" I watched her interviews. She talks about production. I'm like, "Oh, you- the people singing." can be the ones that literally make it i didn't know that so that was a big moment for me in terms of like music my music history yeah grimes is her evolution is her evolution is iconic I i'd say devolution <laughs> yeah okay i was okay i'm gonna say something and then i'm gonna ask for your opinion on it because my introduction to grimes cause remember you were in high school in the civil war so before i was even born yeah so um so my introduction to Grimes was actually Art Angels. Facts. And yeah, I actually enjoyed the album, but I feel like of course you I'm did or you album. didn't. I did. Uh huh. But I enjoyed it. But I mean, of course, I'm going to enjoy it because it's you know my introduction to her, right? So if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be listening to her today. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, I appreciate some of her older works, you know, a little bit more now mm-hmm. than that album, but. Like, that one holds a special place in my heart for obvious reasons. Same. Did you enjoy Art Angels? I did. I did. Because I feel like even in her work before Art Angels, like, on her album Visions, which is, like, her breakthrough album, and that's the album that had Genesis and that really made me a fan of hers. Like, that one. Yeah, because even with, like, her earlier work before Art Angels, with, like, uh, her songs Oblivion and Genesis, like, off of Visions, those had a pop sensibility to them even though the production was like alternative or techno whatever you want to call it right so if you look with our angels she kind of swung the pendulum into the pop side but still with that alternative 
production and just align them more than on previous projects so i really did like our angels it's a whole vibe like when it came out it was a moment in time she had flesh without blood california reality kill v main mm -hmm, mm -hmm. venus flytrap oh venus flytrap with janelle no, monet yeah it's over yeah it was i'm blanking on the name of the song which i'm looking it up right now Oh, World Princess Part 2. That one, I love. That one, I love. But okay, I also like the title track. The title track is good. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, like, I think, I'm just say pop overall. Like, I think Grimes is a good example. I guess you would count this album as a pop album, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, okay, I think also, this, so I guess slightly related to this, more of just a general pop statement. I think people also don't fully realize, or they don't fully know when they're listening to pop music, I think. I think a lot of people are like, oh, pop is, kind of going back to what I said earlier, it's, you know, top, it's like Billboard 100, it's, you know, what's on the radio, that's pop, right? Which, for some people it is. But I think, like, you know, pop is a lot more than just this, um, than just, you know, like, I feel like people think a lot of, like, you know, Britney Spears, or, you know, even, like, I feel like Kim Petras, people are like, oh, that's pop, but they wouldn't consider maybe necessarily, like, like, I feel like what PC music is, like, doing, I think people don't consider that to be pop music because they don't really know what it is. Because mm -hmm. I think they just knock it because they're like, oh, well, it's pop, so I even bothered listening to it. Mm -hmm. So if that any of that makes sense. It does make sense. And, like, we, we forget or we don't realize that genre, whether, like, music or otherwise, it's just, like, a marketing tool. Mm -hmm. It's actually meaningless. Because I read, uh, the, are you from, uh, there's this uh, science fiction author. Her name is Octavia Butler. Uh, I read an article yesterday about like her writing tips or one of them and she said in regards to genre in, in terms of writers she literally said like don't pay attention to it just write what you want to write it's a marketing ploy it's a tool and I feel like that's like basically those are like the lines that divide music when in fact all music is music except for country <laughs> exact for country you're right Casey Musgrave is being the exception yeah the, the one exception exactly well, yeah, pop music is doing it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, next, my next question would be like, what's something in the culture that you feel like is slept on or like you would like to have more attention brought to? Pop music, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think, let me think. I think I, I will start with pop because I feel like I'm on that, I'm on You're that. You're on that train. Get right now, but. Vroom, yeah, vroom. yeah, but specifically with pop, I think artist that has slept on right now um slater you know just released trouble paradise um two weeks ago i think something like that yeah um really good i really think really good yeah so um troubled paradise the title track mm -hmm. top three songs from the album go it, it is it's troubled paradise clouds clouds and i want to say like over it over oh, over this is so over good. this yeah okay i respect your choices i have different ones but are there any skips on the album no no so, neither, neither, neither of us are wrong or right exactly so, my top three i would say are and this is no particular order over this um doghouse and throwzilla doghouse i had to check my phone like what's this one called and it went off. Doghouse was good. Doghouse is so good. So it was the opening track, I think. No, no, no. No, it's, it's not? Um, it's, um, 
the one collab on the album. Um, Throwzilla. Self destruct or something like that. Oh yeah, it is, huh? It's oh no, I I don't know what I I okay self destruct Venom, which is another bop, and then it's Throwzilla. Okay. Okay, got it. But yeah. Don't come for me. I am a dedicated Slater fan. You are. I saw her live before. Have you seen her live? No, but are you going to buy tickets for her concert or for a tour? Maybe. Am I going to see you there? Maybe. On the record, are we going to see, am I going to see you there? Yes or no? Yeah. In San Francisco? (laughs) Maybe. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. My next question for you. We can FaceTime and then I'll just show up there. But, yeah, I saw her live in 2019 during Pride Month at a small venue in SF. Like, it was packed. It was sold out. Like, every gay, I, every gay I saw, like, at every gay concert was there. And I was like, it was a fun time. Apparently, and I didn't see it, but she was tweeting that, like, apparently people, like, because she did, like, a, like an Ask Me Anything on Reddit for, before her album dropped. And people were calling her, like, an industry plant and all this stuff. That's what everyone gets called these days. <sighs> That's when you know I, you've made it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. So, she's made it. Thank God she was planted, because she's giving us bops. bops. Yeah. And her whole aesthetic, I love it so much. Like, it's so vibrant, colorful. It looks like one of those, like, what's that one designer called? Like, the school folders with, like, it's cats and dogs. And they're like super animated. Sure. Damn it. <laughs> Something. I, I feel I'm gonna look it up later, but like that's the thing. I'm okay. not crazy. But yeah, Slater's really good. She is slept on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anything else I think slept on? I don't know. I just think. Okay, this is gonna be the most general thing, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but books. I think just books. Period. Not slept on. I don't even think they're underrated. I think people just... People just... Reading, I think, is what it is. I don't... I, I, and I feel like... This is coming from a very narrow-minded perspective. I feel like it's a very American thing to not... A very Western thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, I, I, I am a victim of and participate in the not reading because I quote unquote don't have enough time thing but I call myself out on that because I also feel like well I also feel like to some extent we make time for the things that we want to do mm-hmm. or like we find a way to do the things that we want to do obviously that's disregarding you know financial things and stuff like that but when it comes to like books like I, I have books I haven't read that are just sitting around in my room have I picked them up no because I'm quote unquote too busy right mm-hmm. But then I'm on, what, my phone for, what is it, like, nine hours according to my weekly... Uh, exactly. Right? So, like, I could be doing it. And I enjoy reading, too. But I just think, you know, I think it's a... A lot of it has to... A lot of it falls on the individual, in this case myself, to fall in love with reading again. Mm-hmm. Like, I've forgotten... I've forgotten how to appreciate books and how to appreciate, you know, just reading overall, so that is something that I think is being slept on yeah I agree with you because people it's all about finding a book that speaks to you that interests you because I was watching a video earlier by this one actor he was interviewed I think his name was Ethan Hawke he said in the he was talking about how like how if like human creativity is important 
And he said how, like, no one reads poetry every day. Like, people need poems when, like, someone dies in your life, when your heart broken. Like, he said, art is there for you when you need it, you know, in those hard times. And I feel like that equals books because you can le- read a book to learn something or you can read a book to escape, right? Get that fiction, get a fictional book blah, 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 or, like, not fiction, you know what I mean? So I feel like books, as cheesy as it sounds, they're literally portals to other <laughs> worlds or that can help you improve your own world. So books are stepped on. And plus books, if you buy them hardcover or like paperback, whatever, they're very aesthetically pleasing, like organizing them, stacking them. Like that's a whole vibe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Books. Wow. Yeah. And speaking, because you, you mentioned you're reading Trick Mirror by Gila Tolentino, which which is an essay collection, very much cultural criticism. Oh yeah, I know you don't want to talk about it because like, you haven't finished it. But like, if you were going, if you were to describe the book in one sentence to someone who isn't aware of it, what would how would you what would that one sentence be? Um. Okay. If I had to describe the book in like a statement, I would say the book is the book will read you while also working to get you to try and tear down capitalism i think that's those are the takeaways for me because i feel i feel red i mean i am a victim as you are of capitalism Mm -hmm. and you know just how you know horrible it is on it can be on us Mm -hmm. and so i think you know i definitely feel red because i am very much like workaholic type like i will drown myself in like you know academics or you know whatever i'm working on to avoid emotional responsibility at times Mm -hmm. And so this really kind of calls it out, you know, I guess I'm talking about it now, right? But <laughs> I think, like, yeah. I think like it does a really good job of not only calling it out, but like explaining to you like, like, hey, like, yes, this might, you might be doing this, but it's not necessarily specific to you, right? Obviously, you can't do that anyways. Books is trying to sell everyone. But yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's this very like, almost like widespread like issue with people. And so I think kind of explaining it and making people aware of it, I think is super, super interesting. And obviously she talks about other things, but like capitalism sucks. It does. It's like she describes how like we're all victims of a larger system. Like it's all symptoms and it's all connected and it's all working the way it's designed to work, which is the freaky thing, you know? So yeah, I just, I've described this book by Gio Tolentino as like one of the books of like our generation like of like the new millennium where like this is the blueprint on how to improve life and also going back to like people not reading enough like i can tell when people don't read or like that doesn't only limit like not only do they not read books but like just don't read period and i'm like okay yeah i like i remember I don't remember, actually, I don't remember where I saw it, but it was like, you know, like the, the where do you get your news type, like, you know, uh-huh. poll surveys. And like, some people, they're like, I only get my news from like Instagram or like Facebook, which mm-hmm. I'm like, let's not even, ugh, ugh. I could I go on on that. But then also, the shade room is up there also. Ugh. I'm like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I live for, a, I live for the pop culture. Yeah. I live for the culture. I love but, their headlines. <laughs> but also, oh yeah, when like when Shade Room is higher than CNN, public, uh, yeah, publication CNN, I'm, uh, <laughs> but like yeah, when it's higher than like established publications, yeah, I, I, I'm scared. I'm scared. 
Yeah, and that reminds me. I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. It, to me, it's just, like, nothing's sadder to me than, like, a lack of curiosity. Yes. There is nothing sadder to me than someone not being interested in the world and wanting to learn about it in some way. I have this one, like, sentence or whatever I came up with, like, a few years ago that I that reminds me of this, where it's, like, there is nothing sadder and okay there's nothing more sadder and okay than someone with nothing to say. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's just the lack, it's like the death of a curiosity. Or like a curiosity that's never been there. So I feel like, to me, that's a red flag, a human being red flag. Like, you're not curious about anything. You don't read. But yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Read a book. Pick up a book. Go touch some grass. Exactly, exactly. Which I think also, like, having curiosity which i don't know how you or i i can assume is the same your same answer as well like for me journalism it's like the reason why i'm so like excited about it i think is because like i by default i will never stop learning like if i have a question guess what i go talk to people go write about it go do something about it not necessarily like you know activism or whatever but like you know i get to learn about it and then share that with other people i think that's like i don't know i think that's so interesting for me because Bitch got lots of questions, so... Bitch got lots of questions. And not to reference another one of my white queens, but, like, Joan Didion. She said that she writes in order to find out how she feels about something to get her thoughts out on the page and see what she, how she makes sense of the world. So I relate to that, too. Like, I do it because I'm curious and I want to understand what I'm looking at in the world specifically. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Read and write, people. Snap, snap. And then my next question, final segment of the show, is like the pop-off segment. This is a segment for first-time listeners where the guests and I will each individually go off on something in the culture that we find annoying, that we are tired of, and that we would like to stop. And so for Chris, I'm going to ask you, like, would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first? I have mine, I have mine ready to go, but I want to hear yours first, though. I'm curious. Okay, okay, I'll go first. Okay, I'll be like a courteous host. Okay, here we go. I'm popping off on the return of FOMO. People who don't know what FOMO are, it's it's a it's an acronym for fear of missing out, and it's essentially like like there'll be like events going on around you, like at parties, etc., and you want to go but you can't go because you're busy or there's too much time on your plate or you're not have enough energy and given this past year like sheltering in place because of the lockdown people have been there's been a lack of events essentially in some parts so people have been going out and so for me i hadn't felt this pressure of like oh i have to go out i have to be social like i have to show that i'm like out of the party clubbing but now this past time when i was in la recently i was just like it's back i feel like i had to be doing something every day i feel like i had to be going out every day I've been seeing social media posts where people are saying, like, I forgot that outside was so expensive. That's how I feel right now. It's this return of constantly having to go outside and, like, and having this pressure of having a quote-unquote good time and posting about it to, like, confirm that it happened, I guess. So that came back, and I don't like it because these past weekends, or this past weekend, actually, I was feeling like, why, why aren't I out? Why am I not shaking my ass? Why am I not drunk outside? So that came back, and I'm not here for it. I'm just going to be at peace and have fun when I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. So that's my bit. 
now I'm reconsidering mine because you. No, I'm just gonna. I'm going to. I'm going to. Res, I'm going to reply to your your pop off, and then I'll, and then I'll do my original one. Okay, what do you have to say? Respond, respond. I think I I agree. I think a lot of it's exacerbated by social media, like you said. Literally, yeah. Like, even when people aren't posting, people are still doing things. You yeah. just don't see it. Yeah. So. And that's just, worse. Which is why fa- oh, no. that's not the point I was trying to make. I know, but <laughs> I just made it. Yeah. I famously, you know, famously I deleted social media, right? Famously. I'm off the grid, Spotify, Google Docs, find me there. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's overwhelming, right? And I I feel like, you know, let me exist in my own bubble. Is it a bubble? Sure. But I can, I I feel like, you know, and don't get me wrong, I will lurk, I will lurk the pop girl's social media every once in a while. But it's with intention. It's not this mindless kind of scrolling and looking at things. And kind of you know subconsciously internalizing the, and you know developing that FOMO right like mm-hmm. I know exactly what I'm looking for I go in and I go out so exactly I feel like lack of intention on social media develops like you know these insecurities because we're just there we're just existing we're not really you know we're not there with a purpose really and so I feel like you know yeah I'll, I will leave it at that because I'm getting I'm getting pointed out right now no so. I'm pointing in agreement like no, yes know, keep know, on saying it because I think on Solange's album, When I Get Home, she has like an interlude on it or something where someone says like, do nothing without intention. Do nothing without intention. And that's literally what I've been doing before that and after since, because I'm like, as you said, intention is key. People forget that on social media, you can curate what you see and who you hear from. You can literally unfollow people, do that stuff. So I feel like you're right. You have to go on social media with with intent. For me, it's to hear like what people I'm a fan of have to say, what my friends have to say. Da, da, da. You can't just go on like for aimlessly because this is how you get stuck in like its system for hours and hours. And also, another tweet draft, another tweet draft that I want to shout out that remind me of this. Like, oh, here it is. When I unfollow someone on social media, it's not because I don't like them. It's because I'm un- it's because I'm uninvested in their in- existence. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't, I just, that's that, you know? So I feel like we have to prioritize how much we're willing to, how much time and energy we're willing to spend on social media to look at things that just aren't worth it or that you just don't need in your life. Oh my God, I keep going on this. Okay, my very last thing on this. You said something about, like, you know, like, you're on social media because you see what, you know, you're interested in what people have to say that you're invested in. Mm-hmm. That I think makes like you know like, you know what a finsta is. Yes. I that I think that makes finsta so stupid. Like I, I, I am anti finsta. I hate finsta. Your your real account should be your finsta. Yes, and not only that, because obviously I understand. I feel like the finsta is like you know the the unfiltered or the real you, right? It's like if you can't even feel comfortable to tell your friends or like, tell your family or tell like, your loved ones like over a text or like in person how you feel about something, then you. Should, there are deeper problems then. Exactly. Yeah. I am anti-finsta. I think I'm also pro-confrontation, which might not be the best. Me thing. too. Yeah, but I feel like as confrontation, you get to air things out, and with the at least again all about intention. So I am pro-confrontation with the purpose of resolution. And so I'm pro-confrontation just for the drama of it all, <laughs> and ideally for a resolution if there, if the universe wants you to be one. But stay, but stay promoting toxic behaviors to your fans for the audience, okay? That's okay. Yes, go stream Toxic by Britney Spears. No. Okay, but yeah, that, that is, I will, I digress on that social media FOMO rant now. Yeah. But you, you said what you had to say, and I agree, I agree. 
Thank you. Okay, now I offer the floor to you. Now I feel like mine is so stupid compared Say to yours. Like yours is like kind of deep, and mine's so. But you, but yours can be whatever you want it to be, just like mine. It can okay, literally I, be anything. I'm superficial. Yeah, it's okay. not a competition. I, I am popping off. I am popping off on Marvel films as a whole. I cannot stand any of them now. And that's not to say that Marvel, what Marvel has done to the superhero genre of films, absolutely amazing, right? They took, a, I feel like, a genre that was kind of, like, knocked, like, knocked off and kind of, like, you know, dismissed for, you know, being cheesy or whatever. And they really made it something, right? I feel like, you know, the storytelling and the action and the, I feel like, just plot. They have a plot, which is, I think is great. And, you know, I think, you know, the planning that's put into Marvel films is great. You know, all these crossovers and everything. But I feel like around the time of maybe the first Avengers film, after that film, I don't understand why you're looking away. I have lots to say right now, Fernando. <laughs> um, you know, after the time of the first Avengers film, I feel like they got lazy because they knew that whatever they were going to put out, they were going to make money off of. And so ever since then, you know, plot's been downhill. Character development, something that I, that is the hill I die on. Char good character development has been lacking. And I feel like it's all coming to, it's all amounting to like their current, you know, Disney Plus things, which I am not watching. I refuse to watch the Disney Plus shit, okay? I, actually, I say that. I just watched WandaVision, actually. But it's shit. Tell me one thing about, I, I'm so sorry to any of the one. No, you know what? I'm not sorry, actually. I, I'm speaking with this with intention. Do nothing without intention. So I'm not apologizing. I'm sorry. But with WandaVision, what do we know about Wanda before her show? literally like nothing her brother died okay <laughs> like i feel like i don't know the whole show i watched wandavision i could not care less about her i could not care when when the villain agatha was spoilers was like threatening to kill her kids i said do it i don't care i don't care about any of them i just think there's a lack of character development and they expect me to care simply because it's marvel and and scene no, I will not be taking comments or questions. But Goodbye. I feel like I feel I think I was invested in the in the WandaVision because 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 I thought Elizabeth Olsen like I was a fan of her first, you know what I'm saying? Like there's not there's not good there's not good I feel like I'm just a I feel like I'm just a fan of Mary Kate and Ashley that I therefore have to be a fan of Elizabeth Olsen. But would you say your argument is that there's no good like character development, right? I think so. I think they. I think it's all been downhill since like the first Avengers film, but it's like drastically noticeable now. Mhm. Mm yeah, cause, cause, cause the whole, cause when you were talking about their kids, I was literally like, "Fuck them kids," cause they were literally not real. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. I just none of it. None of it was salvageable for me i do i will admit the action scenes are still you know engaging but whatever that's easy in a superhero movie i thought it was fun i feel like it was giving something it was like giving the girl something to dance to you know i think yeah another yeah like we were spending too much time on marvel films when we should be spending our time on marianne williamson that's the hill i die on where's where greta gerwig needs to write the script of the film of laura dern and marianne williamson their college being besties in college because for those who don't know they were roommates in college that I, i'll play Brian williamson do you want to play laura dern can i can i be her dad 
I'm gonna be Lord Dern's dad. Okay, that works. That works. Actually, I I think I am because Lord Dern is tall. I can be Lord Dern. I think you could. I, I feel her and I both have like fucked up noses, so I feel like we'd work. But what was I gonna say? I forgot what I was gonna say. Marvel films. Marvel films. Cause I'm not. I'm not. Like y'all need to go watch Moonlight instead or something. Moonlight. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I don't know. Marvel films. I feel like they're just like candy. You know. What do you really learn from them? Yeah, and there was. There was. And they're all like military propaganda. Mm-hmm. There was a director. Um. Oh, I think it was the director for Roma, I think. And they, I, I could be very wrong. Um, but there was a director who said something along the lines of, like, you know, Marvel films and stuff like that. Like, they're basically making audiences, like, stupid. Where it's like, we don't have to be invested in character development or, like, storytelling. Because now people people just go for the action. People just go for, you know, like, the shiny, like you said, it's candy. When there is there are good films that I feel like invest in the characters. Mm-hmm. That people don't pay attention to, at least as as much as Marvel films. Mm-hmm. So, fuck Marvel, and fuck Disney. Even though I will be going to Disney next month. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because I think that director you were talking about was Martin Scorsese, and he basically said that Marvel movies are like roller coaster rides. You know, like they 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 make you feel what you want to feel, like et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it is what it is. It's capitalism, and also it's just spinoffs and sequels, prequels, and stuff. I'm like, can y'all come up with something new? Something new. I almost considered making this my pop off be live action remakes of Disney films, also. Mm. Because you, because like the the Disney films from like the '90s, like they're untouchable. You know. Although, I will, yeah, I was in a, I can't wait until it's, like, 2040, and they do a, they do a reboot of, like, Cheetah Girls, like, I want to see them, I want, I want to see whatever monstrosity they make in an attempt to recreate that. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they are. I think they are. Do you think Raven, Raven Simone will be in it? Maybe it's, like, someone's mom. I know, not like like they're gonna like do like a reboot, not like a not like a. Oh, okay, reboot, reboot. There we go. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll we'll that that'll be. We'll watch that on Disney Plus when like, the streaming charge is like. A hundred dollars. Yeah, twenty forty. Bring me back onto contextless. We'll review it. <laughs> exactly, because God knows we'll still be I'll still be doing this by then, hopefully. Right, it's a fun time, but yeah. With that, this brings us to the end of our episode. Believe it or not, that time flew by fast. And yeah. I feel like we really ran the gambit of like topics and stuff really, really well-rounded, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, so now I'm going to ask like any last words, any like, any farewell sentiments, like anything we didn't touch on that you'd like to mention before we go. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, okay. Um, I'm just going to uh, shamelessly plug um, GoldenGateExpress.org. Um, you know, I'm the editor-in-chief for Express, and I think my bias is that we are producing great content, 
and um, you guys should check it out. I think it's, you know, we're not publishing this summer right now just because we are all in need of mental health break and just trying to recover and rejuvenate ourselves and have our um, solar power bottom summers, all of us, even the straights. And so, yeah, but we will be back in August. And um, yeah, we have some award-winning uh, projects on the site. The first 100, which documents the first 100 days of the Biden administration, which I led won fifth place in um, digital multimedia storytelling for Hearst. So definitely check that out. Um, and wasn't, wasn't most of the project just Biden and Harris walking around? Oh yeah, exactly. We, we created, we created on TikTok that comp, like the, just the walking montage of them. No, mm -hmm. to, um, Fan cams. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was us. No, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But, but yeah, there's information in that's, still relevant a lot of the legislation like you know the infrastructure plan hasn't passed it's changing um biden's fiscal year his budget proposal still kind of in the works also so all still relevant stuff so go check it out awesome we're, we're in a we're in a post post trump country right and we it felt weird saying his name just now because like i literally forgot he was a thing oh girl don't forget. No, like, I remember everything and, like, white supremacy, state-sanctioned murder, all that stuff. But, like, at the same time, like, him as a figurehead is what I'm trying to say. Like, that happened? Yeah, yeah it did. Also, I'm going to say something. Maybe, it's not controversial. But, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say it. I think, okay, you know when... First of all, remember when Trump got COVID? Yes, that was a fun time. That was a fun day. We were so, we were so, so close. To what? I don't know. I'm an objective reporter. Anyway, um, when he comes back to the White House and he's standing on that balcony and he takes off his mask in the most dramatic way possible, I resonated with that so much. Not in like, the, not in like an anti-mask COVID way, but like, the draw that was that's camp. that was theater yeah and that that is a level of drama and attention that i want at all given moments in my life and so i saw myself in him for the for the for the first and only time ever i saw myself in a straight cis white male so that is i think you mean straight orange cis male of course of course sorry i do not mean to you don't want to erase orange people of color okay i am so sorry i'm so sorry you gotta remember the Cheeto community. Of course, of course, of course. I apologize to the Cheeto community. Chester Cheeto, um, Donald Trump. Who else is in the Cheeto community? Tan Mom. Okay. Apologies to all of them. But yeah, because th that's people don't understand that that's like ninety percent of politics is just performances like that, like public performances. Like it's just theater the kneeling, the kneeling at the capitol mm -hmm. nancy pelosi ripping the paper behind trump that oh, one time God, yes, it's like y'all can't get rid of student debt but y'all can do that okay you want to know something i'm gonna oh wait another another theater another theater piece is aoc walking around with a telfar bag <laughs> oh that is i mean iconic iconic I think, and she's like, yeah, I'm supporting a local business. And I'm like, no, girl, you want it to flex. And you want the clout. You want the fucking clout. Yeah, that is okay. You don't. Ha you do not have to justify anything. You don't have to explain yourself. Mm -hmm. 
I was gonna say something. I don't remember what I was gonna say. Anyway. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> Anything more to say? No, we're closing no. it. Okay, so end with that. This concludes our episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye.